Hi, love. I'm Nicole Weston, and you are listening to Redefining Motherhood More Than Moms. In this community, we focus on creating a safe and sacred space for us to cultivate loving, gentle, and compassionate relationships with ourselves first so that we can be present in our relationships with our partner and children and be the best mom we can be. Hey, mamas. This episode contains sensitive content. Let's be mindful of the younger listeners. And with that, let's dive in. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to another episode on Redefining Motherhood. Thank you so much for being here and tuning in. I am so excited because today I am sitting down with Maria. She is an energy mindset coach specializing in empowering women and mothers in life and birth. She believes that the transformation to motherhood is sacred and needs to be prepared for and navigated consciously, whilst a woman is in her fullest power and truth. Let me just say that we had a conversation uh, offline, and basically we felt like we were <laughs> we had known each other our whole lives. So I am just so, so, so excited to have you here. Thank you, thank you, thank you, Maria. How are you? I'm good, thank you. It's lovely to be here. Thank you for asking me. Yeah, I am just super grateful. So I love to start with like how we got connected and just tell that story. So do you remember? It had something to do with Facebook. <laughs> yes. that much. It did. It did. We were we are in a group online of I think it's like over two hundred thousand women entrepreneurs. You posted honestly, I can't remember. It was back in. Um, early, early March. And I remember going to your website and I was like, oh my gosh, we have the same intention. We have the same mission. Um, and so, yeah, we connected and basically had a conversation and we were like, yep, 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 yep. <laughs> yeah. Ticked all the boxes. We basically had the same yes. transition to motherhood, didn't we? From yes. like how we were feeling, the birth, the, mm -hmm. the post birth. Yeah. It was quite something. And I would have to say, you know, you and I have had conversations about motherhood feeling like an, an initiation, like the motherhood transition, cool, but it was almost like I got thrusted into an initiation process that I didn't like even know that was coming. And so we definitely had conversations about how to prepare for that and also to like how to support that ongoing. And what I love about the work that you're bringing into the world is the, um, the focus on birth as well. So before we get into that, I always like to start with, you know, you sharing a little bit about who you are and what redefining motherhood means to you. Oh, who am I? That is a big question, isn't it? Yes. Um, <laughs> so like you said, I'm an energy mindset coach and I've been working with women now for over seven years mm -hmm. and I've been working with them in... Um, helping them really connect to who they are as women on the inside without having any kind of influence on the outside world mm -hmm. of the outside world. You know, it's all about reconnecting to your truth in order to really be strong in who you are. And I had a child nearly three years ago now, and my experience of birth and then the first year or so, maybe 18 months of motherhood was really not what I was expecting. And mm -hmm. I think coming from a background of 
being an empowerment coach and knowing, you know, <laughs> how to stand in my truth and be strong and understanding, you know, my mental health and all of that stuff. And obviously understanding the role of being a woman and the empowerment side of that, it was just a shock yes. to me that I couldn't deal with what was happening. Mm. And so it kind of just shook me. It shook me to the core to the point where I kind of like was broken down completely. Mm-hmm. And I was like a shell of myself. Mm. And then it allowed me then to build myself back up. Mm. And now that's how I totally understand a what transition and transformation means Mm -hmm. but also that that happens to so many women when they step into motherhood yeah but we don't have the awareness of it so it feels like such a burden and it feels very lonely and it feels like you're the only one going through it and you're doing it wrong yeah and that can be so painful and so damaging not only to the woman but then also to the child that they've just brought into the world. Mm-hmm. You know, I was very aware of how I was feeling and being was going to be directly impacting my child in some way because we're just so energetically connected to our children. Right. Yes, yes. Um, and so then for me, what redefining motherhood means is just that complete reanalysis and understanding and reawakening and remembering Mm. what that transition to motherhood really means because it doesn't mean what our society tells us it is yeah and what we've seen and what we've seen yes it's like what it really is is locked away in the hearts of those women that are going through it and feel too ashamed to talk about it Mm -hmm. yeah oh my goodness thank you thank you thank you for being (laughs) you It's, uh, it's just, um, you know, we're, we're across the world from each other, right? Like we are on complete, like, I don't even know what time it is there. I didn't check before we jumped on. <laughs> it's afternoon. It's, it's yeah. acceptable. It's okay, acceptable. Right. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I mean, it's, it's so comforting for me. And I think this is exactly why I felt called to create the podcast because, the everything that you have just said is everything that I have experienced and felt. And it was the shame that really kept me stuck in thinking that I was alone in this. Like, it was like, I was looking out going like, everyone's got this figured out, Nicole, like, what are you doing? And, and, and that is also true with everything that I know with, you know, going to school to be a social worker and then starting the the life coaching practice. It's like, I know mentally and emotionally what's going on up there. So, so what's wrong with me? Like, how come I wasn't prepared for what this transition was? Um, and looking back, I can see why, you know, I can see it, but yeah. How do we create a space for women to talk openly about what's going on and how do we have these conversations where they are safe and they are sacred? Um, where, you know, we feel like we belong. Like, I think that's the most important piece wouldn't you. Yeah, totally. Mm -hmm. And I think the only way we can do it is by doing what we're doing, which is talking about it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So thank you. (laughs) Yeah. Well, thank you too, you know, and to every person that talks about it openly and has, you know, works through the shame, Mm. like, and isn't afraid to do that. Mm -hmm. But it's also a case of now just re-educating everybody on what transition means and what motherhood means and what 
you know, and actually the power within it. We can see everything through different lenses. There's different perspectives. And I think we need to stop seeing it as a disempowering, from a disempowering perspective of this like, oh, this thing happens to me and it's terrible and I felt shit and sorry for the swearing. No, please. Totally drop it. (laughs) You know, um, I think that's where the shame comes from by thinking it's negative. When we just change the lens that we're looking through and see it as an empowering thing, Mm-hmm. That just releases all the shame it, and it completely transforms how you feel about it. And that's how I dealt with it. That's how I managed to kind of step out of it because I suddenly realized that if I look at this and take the learnings from it and take the teachings from it, I really see that the depths of what happens is actually the most empowering thing that can happen to anybody. Yeah. You know, to totally break yourself down. <laughs> And look at yourself and then choose the parts of yourself that you want to continue on and make the best part of you. You become the best version of yourself by the end of it, right? And and you just, uh, I think another thing that always comes to me, which is what people don't realize, there's death involved in transformation. There's a Ooh. death of the old self. Yeah. And people are afraid of death. So people are afraid to acknowledge that there's a death of an old self. Mm-hmm. And what's happening with every woman as they transition to motherhood is they're mourning the loss of their old self. And oh they don't God. realize they're in mourning. Yes. That's where such deep sadness can come from. Yeah. Like you're never the same again. You've got yeah. a child attached to you now. You have a responsibility. Yeah. You're never free in the same way again. Mm-hmm. And without having the safety or the container of safety that allows us to have those conversations in that level of vulnerability, like really breaking down what those labels are and really getting into the pieces. Like I, I really love how you said it's the re- Membering of right and it's breaking down every piece and like what's so empowering about that is that yeah it is the death of old self but let's just face it none of us went to school to learn how to manage our mental and emotional health right we didn't take a course in it um and yeah we just like it's just not out there and so how to deal with our mental and emotional health like even just sadness if we don't have the tools in there and we don't have the time and we're sleep deprived like trying to manage that emotion is just overwhelming you know yeah, of course and that's why when it happened to me particularly i was so overwhelmed by it considering i work in that field and i work in mental health and i coach women in that way to like you know see themselves and work through stuff I was like what is wrong with me why can I why am I in this position why am I in this place like how bad am I how much of a bad woman am I and Mm -hmm. that was my story it was like Mm -hmm. I am not good enough I'm not that's why this whole like good and not good enough mother it's where Mm -hmm. everything comes from it comes from that when you can't transition safely and um in a space of love to motherhood you end up feeling less than and that's where I believe all the problems start. Yeah. Um, so, but it, it, what I would, it needs to start in, well, people need to have this education before they get pregnant. It needs to be a societal rhetoric. Yes. It, but it also needs to be taught in with birthing classes, I believe. And that's mm-hmm. how I approach 
when I when I work with pregnant women, I don't just talk about the and in fact I steer more away now from the the physiological understanding of what's happening in birth because mm-hmm. you can get that anywhere. Mm-hmm. I talk more about the transition to motherhood and how it's going to affect you mentally, physically, emotionally, spiritually, mm. because that's what's missing. Yes. I remember thinking the same thing. Actually, one of my first podcast episodes were with a woman who her and I were chatting about, it's almost like needing a a post, it's a pre and post woman that's, so it's like a doula and it's like an OB and it's like a midwife, but just for your brain, you know, like, (laughs) right. And then I met you and I was like, oh my God, you too. Like, you're like right there with us. Um, And so we can't be the only ones that are thinking, and it's, it's coming from a place of like, you know, okay. When it, when I, when it was happening to me and I was like in the depths of like newborn stage, I remember thinking to my friends, like, why the fuck didn't you guys tell me it was going to be like this? And because they didn't, that's when like the ego or the limiting belief would come up and be like, well, there's something wrong with you because they just figured it out. And mind you, I had a group, I have a group of girlfriends where we can be pretty real with things that are going on, but, but it was one of those things, like I felt safe with them, but I'm going, if, if all my experience and work in the brain is happening, like, how did I get here? And what about women that don't have the support? So how do we get the support and the, the space to make it happen? And I just thought, um, yeah, okay. Like maybe I'm not the only one, but this is a mind fuck. So what do I do now? Right. And I remember thinking it's not coming from a place of preparing people from fear. Cause I think that's what stops a lot of us about having this conversation is like, well, I didn't want to scare you. I didn't want to scare you into like thinking, you know, this was going to be really bad, Definitely. but it's about how do we have these conversations to give people the resources to manage that initiation into parenthood into motherhood um i think it actually starts with really understanding what being a woman means that's what's lost it does that (laughs) because you know we live in a society where the woman isn't celebrated and being a woman isn't you know isn't about strength like a man you know it's not about you know so we we kind of reject almost unconsciously the idea of woman you know this has been my whole thing since coming out of that period I've I realized like almost like feminism hasn't done motherhood any favors because feminism is about trying to be like a man almost you know like Mm. wanting to get paid the same working just as hard reaching that level of equality but we're different we are so different Yeah. So by doing that, we're actually rejecting what it means to be a woman. We're completely like, I'm like goosebumps over here. But we are, we're rejecting what it means to be a woman. So then when it comes to motherhood, we haven't delved deep enough into who we are or what women are Mm. to understand the process. We're living life as men almost. So no man's going to give a shit about getting Mm -hmm. pregnant and having a baby in that initiation because it doesn't affect their lives. So it doesn't become part of our daily conversation. Hmm. Yeah. And honestly, if a man is physically not capable to bring a child into this, into this world, so it's really not even a concept or a model of the world for them. Um, But I love what you're saying here because we've had these conversations about being trailblazers, right? Like never before now have this amount of women and mothers 
had this idea that they, that we, I'll say we can raise our families, be present and also run a successful passion business, whatever it is, whatever we, cause we, it's like this idea that we can have both, you know, and, um, and do it in a way that serves us and not like how a man would or how we would have done it without children. And I think that comes with the death of self, like trying to do it the way that we always did it. Right. It's just, we are so much more than that. We are just this divine feminine and it's time to create a new way of doing the things that we love. Um, It's that nature and nurture place. Right. Yeah. And don't you think once you've given birth and you've got over like, whatever it is you need to get over in the first however long. Yeah. Once you've got over that and in the place that you're at, we're at now, don't you look back and go, Jesus, we're powerful. Yes. If we can create life and birth life and sustain and nurture and bring up a child, then we're unstoppable, really. Yes, yes. But then we are, we are literally the masters of creation. We, are, we create from nothing. Mm-hmm. So if we can create this huge thing which is a child we can create anything mm-hmm. in the physical world yeah like a yeah. business or yes. a mindset or you know a way of being or a lifestyle you can do anything powerful <laughs> i'm like just sitting over here like so many goosebumps right now right <laughs> <laughs> but it's true and it's like i think before i don't know Maybe before becoming a mother, I was scared to speak like this, mm-hmm. you know, because it, and now it's justified because I've been through it. I've been yeah. through it and actually yeah. I'm owning it now and mm-hmm. I'm not, because sometimes I say this stuff and it can, it can make people kind of go, whoa, that's a bit much or that's a bit heavy or that's a bit, <clears throat> you know, that too much. Right. Like right. women, we're too much. Yeah. We're right. too emotional. We're too oh, deep. Yeah. We're too oh, affected yeah. by the patriarchy. We're too feminist. We're too everything. Mm-hmm. I'm like, yeah, I'm, that is cool. I'm two, everything. Sure. That's me. (laughs) Yes. Right. Okay. So let's go back. Let's go back because what I, okay. (laughs) I just have to go back to what you said about everything just had to break down and, and there was this shell left. And so I think that's interesting because it goes right to what you just said now is like, before I didn't own it or I justified it. And like, now I own it and I step into that. And yeah, I am me and all of me is like valuable and matters. So I don't know, like share with us that journey, whatever feels safe to do so, of course, because I just always look at it from the perspective of like, if there's a mom that's listening and she sees that she's not alone in that, like, and I think there's like so much power in sharing those those moments where we were like, that's when everything shifted for me. Mm-hmm. Do you know a time like that? It shifted in the negative sense. And then or just like, we we're, yeah, we we're, you know, like the initiation of motherhood, you know, I'm sure yeah. you can remember. Yeah, a time I mean, I think there was many points. Yes, <laughs> me too. <laughs> it came in stages, but like, first off, my birth was pretty traumatic. Mm-hmm. And I think people don't understand that trauma doesn't have to be near death or, right. you know, terrible. Trauma is coming out of a situation with unprocessed feelings and emotions, right? And it's coming out of, if you feel changed and unable to process that, you've been traumatized. So um, I don't know about where you are, but here in, you know, in the UK, we are 
well, maybe it's because I work in the field, so I'm surrounded it more by it more, but we're a bit more open now to the idea of birth trauma. It never okay. used to be a thing that was talked about. It was like postnatal depression and that's it, you know? Okay. And so um, I had a traumatic birth. It wasn't horrific if you wrote it down and, and now I can talk about it and realize it wasn't, you know, with standing away from it, that it wasn't what you would deem normally traumatic, but I was spoken to in certain ways. My power was taken away from me. My choice mm -hmm. was taken away from me. Mm -hmm. um, I think when we spoke a while back, I called it birth rape. Did I call it that? Did, did I mention it? Yeah. And I think that happens to women a lot where they mm. feel like, because you're going through this super vulnerable time when you're, when you're a pregnant and b giving birth especially if it's your first time, you have no idea what's going on. You can read all the books and you can do all the courses, but to, to go through the process of birth is you teeter on between life and death. You're in this transitional phase. You're so, the mm. veil is very thin. You are right. bringing life into the world, right. which is mind blowing to fathom. So for somebody to speak to you in a certain way or take away your, power in that state it's going to hit you 10 times harder which is okay. what happened to me okay so I came out of that everything you know everyone was healthy this is what you know sometimes it's so annoying when they're like oh at least you have a healthy child and it's like yeah suddenly we forget about mums suddenly we forget about the human being attached to that anyway mm -hmm, mm -hmm. <laughs> um <laughs> and then so then what happened really I think at that moment of being spoken to a certain way and realizing my power had been taken away from me and I'd lost control mm. of the situation and things were happening to me. I think that was the first trigger of, of a spiral really. Right. And then that being unresolved, it just got worse and worse. And then on top of that, coming out of that, I just had severe anxiety. Mm -hmm. I think because the control was taken away from me, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I was then, because anxiety is all about trying to control. Mm -hmm. And, you know, anyone that suffers from anxiety, it's because at some point in their life, control was taken away from them. So I became severely anxious. Mm -hmm. And to the point where if my partner was getting on the tube to go to work, I would panic because right. I'd, and I'd need him to text me every fucking hour. <laughs> to tell yes, me yes, yes. Mental. Um, but he did it. <laughs> Bless him. <laughs> yes. Um, um, and at one point he was like, I'm just facilitating this by doing this. I was like, you need to facilitate for a little bit. And, let it just and then I really struggled with breastfeeding okay. because I was so stressed out. Mm. I didn't realize I didn't, um, A, breastfeeding is not talked about in the right way. Again, like birth. Mm -hmm. B, I didn't realize that my levels of anxiety and stress would affect my breastfeeding. So then I got breastfeeding trauma. I was just had this like narrative in my head that if I couldn't even feed my child, what kind of a woman was I, you know? And so then I just became, then that was like compounded on top of all the other stuff. And it just reached a level then of where so many demons were coming up for me. Mm -hmm. And the way I describe this now to people is, and why this happens, this can happen whether you have trauma in birth or not. But when you give birth, the biggest amount of energy is shifted in your body aside from when you die and when you yourself are born. So you have this massive transference of energy come through you to 
birth the baby. When you shift energy within the body, old emotions, old feelings, old memories come up because they're dispersed because every emotion and feeling is an energy. And when they're traumatic, we push them down. We push them into our body. Mm -hmm. And that's why we get ill. You know, that's the reason why we get ill. Mm -hmm. And so my birth, on top of the trauma and the anxiety, etc., allowed a lot of space for all of my old stuff to come up. Right. And now I realize that happens because you don't need to carry your old shit into the next new life where you need to make space with your baby. You don't need all of your old trauma and your old whatever. Mm. So that's Mother Nature's way of allowing you to get rid of it. But when you don't realize that's what's happening and you don't know how to process emotion, you end up depressed, which is how I ended up. And, and so I had postnatal depression, postnatal anxiety, birth trauma, <laughs> breastfeeding trauma, um, severe rage, mm. severe rage. And most mm-hmm. mothers, you know, recount rage as one of their like symptoms of motherhood. Totally. <laughs> you, know, you don't even have to be depressed. You don't have to have a label on no. what's going on with you. Anger, uh, unresolved issues and... Uh, and resentment. Resentment was a resentment. big one. Yeah. Resentment and yeah, feeling really hard done by. <laughs> and yeah. really, really hard done by. Yeah. So yeah, that's how it happened. And then I suddenly just was like I can't do this this isn't I was very had very suicidal thoughts Mm -hmm. and I would cry to my partner and be like I'm gonna kill myself and he'd be like can you stop saying that and I'm like that's how I feel I don't think I'll go through with it but that's how I feel Mm -hmm. because I can't stop the constant noise in my head I need to Mm -hmm. end it somehow Mm -hmm. and um yeah and so then I something I can't remember what the turning point was. I think maybe I just, maybe enough people said to me, right, you need to maybe speak to somebody. I think I was being stubborn and being like, I'm a, you know, I'm an intuitive therapist and I'm a coach and I work with people in this way. I don't need to do this. I can do it myself and the shame and everything anyway. And then I ended up speaking to um, an NLP therapist and it just started resolving some of that old stuff for me. Mm. And then it just got easier and easier. And then I literally, I used every tool in the book. I changed my diet. I, you know, supplements, I used plant therapy, you know, essential oil therapy, everything that you can think of homeopathy. I just worked with every element in a very holistic way. I worked with every element of myself Mm. to heal. Every element of myself to heal. Yeah. (laughs) Okay. So love, thank you for sharing that with us. Right. Um, I always say thank you because you are sharing from a place that has, you know, opened in you and you have, you know, I like to use the word repaired or the, the scar has, has healing. Um, and that is what's most important, right? Because you're sharing from a place of having that resolved and understanding that, yeah, like you're not the only one and there are women out there that have felt the same way too. And mm-hmm. so thank you for sharing that very raw piece with us. Thank you for listening. Mm-hmm. 
And for our listeners, if there is a mom out there or you know a mom out there that, you know, is just done, ask her for help and show up. And if you are a mom that's listening and has had these thoughts to reach out and ask for help, right? Um, Because we're not meant to do this alone. No, definitely not. We are not meant to do this alone. And I think that's the energy from this country to your country brought us together because of this. We felt the same way along the lines of things have to change because we as women are coming into motherhood without, I'm just going to say without the tool belt to manage all the things because not everyone is going to have the same experience you and I did. Mm-hmm. But somewhere along the level, it's like managing our mental and emotional well-being is like that's everybody. If you're human, you've got a mental and emotional well-being, and there are tools that we that are that are going to help us work through that. Um, and so, yeah, I think this mission of wanting to change the narrative on motherhood, which is redefining motherhood, um, is a definite is definitely necessary. And the theme with every single mom that I speak with here, it was the turning point of saying, I need help. Because mm. I'm, I'm, because there's like this whisper inside that says, like, I'm more than this. And I really just don't want it to be like this anymore. I don't know how. And it's okay to let go of the how. But it's like, I just don't want to do this anymore like this. Right? Which is the rock bottom, isn't it? It's the rock. You have to reach that rock bottom. Yeah. Yeah, we don't have to, but that's where where I ended up. But it, right. it makes it easier to ask for help if you it are. Does. Yeah, and I think like for me, I remember asking for help, and there for me it was like the permission to just allow myself to become. And I and um, when you talked about birth trauma, I think about it, and I go, the moment my water was broken, even though I gave the go ahead on it the sheer moment of them breaking my water, I can actually look back now and say that is the moment that I gave up all my power and all my control. And it wasn't until about nine months later when I did my first session that I finally got back into a state of peace. Not saying I've never not felt, you know, anxiety, thoughts, or fear, because like I'm a human, Um, but it was like that constant um, flow I was the same way. Like we'd go out for a walk and I'd be like, you're going to leave me. Like, you know, if I don't get this right, like you're going to leave me and I'll be alone. And like loneliness was like my fear. It was like this biggest fear that I had and, and having yeah, I didn't have any control over anything. And that postpartum, and I was thinking the same things. Hmm. How, how, how do I know all of this? It was like, I could see me having this experience, but I couldn't do anything different to stop the thoughts from thinking that I was going to like, you know, that something terrible was going to happen and I would have no control. Mm-hmm. And we're so dissociated as well when we right. come out of birth, especially if it's traumatic, even if it's not because your body has done, your body's got into shock no matter what happens. That's why they give you, I don't, here in England, they give you a sweet cup of tea when, mm-hmm. when you come out of birth and everyone's like, oh, it's the best cup of tea ever. I'm like, yeah, they give you a sweet cup of tea because they know your body's in shock. Right. If they know your body's in shock, they should treat you a bit differently and they should like, uh, you know, 
make accommodations for that mm. but when your body's in shock and you dissociate and you just come up here come into your head and you just leave your body because it's traumatized and even if it haven't had a traumatic birth you leave your body because something's happened to it that you can't even process you mm. cannot process it so that's partly where the anxiety comes from and you know then when you're looking down on yourself and you're, you're going well I don't even recognize myself. It is because you're dissociated. I was dissociated anyway. Yeah. I was completely dissociated from my body. I, oh, I, I had a, I had a C-section and I barely remember it. And I, re I remember feeling way too many things. Um, and I remember feeling like I was so numb because of the drugs. Right. Mm -hmm. And then just kind of being like, so now what? Sorry. <laughs> like, so what am I like? I just, I feel like that whole process, like I wasn't really there for it. Yeah. And then I remember meeting my daughter and being like, yeah, this is unreal. But still to this day, I go, how much time passed? She was born at this time and I only met her at this time. Like, that is really weird to me, you know, like just that. And then it was like, afterwards for me, it was like, I didn't really have a, I like how you said it, right? Like trauma is being, is, um, Unre uh, no, sorry, say it again. It was so beautiful. I wrote it down. It's like it's experiencing something and not being able to process the emotions around it. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. And I felt like after that, for me, I was like, it's almost like I, it was um, expected. You're either going to have a vag vaginal birth or you're going to have a C-section and either one that you have, that's just the way it goes. So basically I don't have time to hear your story. And I remember coming out of the C-section being like, I know that C-sections are totally normal. And I could have had a, I could have had, um, a vagina birth. I'm not calling it normal. I'm just calling it a vagina birth. Um, and going, how come nobody wants to talk about my experience of just that? Like, how come I, I felt like it wasn't acceptable for me to talk about my experience. And of course I was just making this all up in my mind. Like I'm sure people would listen, but it was just like this thing in my mind. that was like, you can't talk about this yeah. because it's just not acceptable. It's all about the baby now. <laughs> well, that's because it's not talked about pre like you don't right. hear conversations before you're in that situation. So you just assume it's not talked about mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and actually it isn't talked about. And the amount of women that I've worked with who have tried to communicate with caregivers or, you know, other people about their experience. And it's just meant met with just like a blank face. Yeah. It's like, well, that's, yeah, that's just the way it is. Like welcome to it. motherhood. Yeah. It, You've got a healthy baby. What more do you want? Yeah. On. Yeah. <laughs> like, you, you watch Brené Brown. I think we talked about this. You, yeah. Yeah. Her video on empathy, right? She says, if anyone ever, like if when we're connecting, like in a real vulnerable space and the, the person we're connecting with responds with at least, it's like, oh, it's just a knife to the heart. Right. Mm -hmm. And I find that a lot of the conversations in parenting and in motherhood, and this is no fault to anybody. This is just what we've learned as a society, how to deal with vulnerability and um, shame kind of conversations is we say, at least, because our natural um, intention is to support someone, is to say like, I hear you, you know? And the at least from that person who's responding is trying to make you feel better. And in that moment, you know, so if I were to share my story, they'd be like, well, at least you don't have, you know, 20 just stitches heard anything they've not heard anything you've said is basically that right right and then when you know as a new mom with all the hormones baby stuff like I, I like to think those first six weeks like all I needed was like someone to look at me and be like yes you matter I hear you yeah I, I hear you 
and 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 my my partner a hundred thousand percent like gift from god everything he's just he he he's not a man, he's not a woman right exactly so they don't also, we can't put that responsibility no. on our partners. No. They've got enough going on. They yeah. have got the responsibility of now being, you know, the, the earner whilst you're on maternity leave. They've got the responsibility of trying to care for a baby that they haven't carried, so they have no fucking idea what to do. Yeah. Oh, right? yeah, and their initiation into parenthood is just as mindfucky as ours. So it's like yeah. we're both looking at each other going like, now yeah. what? <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Yeah, I agree. Oh my goodness. I, you know, I trained to be a postnatal doula as well because I was like, women need support postnatally from another woman that isn't, because we all now live apart from our families, especially this in cities. We don't live near our families. We don't have that village to, Mm -hmm. to help us grow our child, you know, bring up our child. So that's really important. Understanding what you need postnatally that isn't, baby grows and a nursery and a pram mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. is really important. Imagine the, t- the money that, you know, I spent a good amount of money on my stroller. And I think if I, you know, what if we were encouraged to spend that same kind of money on our mental health and our mental well-being? Like what if, like, and it's not no fault to anyone. It's like, it's, what if we made just that as, as acceptable too? Like, here's your stroller and here's a thousand dollar credit to speak with a counselor when you're done or a postnatal, you know, birthing coach or mental health worker. Like, what if that was, but I think, you know, some of the conversations I've had is like society creates that stigma with mental health because we're not making it equally available. Just like we can put, you know, a hundred dollar stroller out and, you know. It's the same for like, we go and work out in a gym or we'll spend money on a gym membership and we'll spend money on a massage and we'll spend money on our physical appearance. Mm -hmm. But when it comes to spending money on, on coaching or mental health or support, it's like, Oh, I can't afford it. Oh, I don't, it's, we're not, we don't see ourselves as good enough Mm-hmm. to spend that money on ourselves in that way mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. you know it's like it and it's not the thing to do as well like you say it's a societal thing it's not the thing to do yeah. like when when people talk about working with me you know talk to me about working with me and like paying for my services I'm like well you would pay to go to the gym mm-hmm. so why won't you pay to look after yourself mentally and emotionally because the shame that is that creeps in from generations from generations and in our society there's no space for it and so we're left to think that we have to do it alone and i think it's time for women like you and i and every woman that's listening to stand up and stand for that right i am part of a um the canadian perinatal uh, mental health collaboration for maternal mental health and um it's just it's just time to do it differently oh totally now more than ever but it starts with the individual it does so like everyone that's listening like it's easy to be like oh yeah everything needs to change let's change let's change you have to start by changing yourself totally you have to start by standing up and it's brave to do that and it's a struggle to do that and it takes courage to do that but you have to, and you have to go, this is me and this is my story and this is how I'm going to change it for me mm-hmm. and then the people that follow. That's right, because I matter. Yeah. And my story is important and my story, regardless yeah. of anyone else's, is important and it matters. And yeah. how I feel about that matters. 
I am, I think that you and I could probably talk all day long. (laughs) I feel like everybody I have on my, on my show is like, yeah, we could just keep going and keep going. So we'll just bring you back, which is amazing. I love the whole transference of energy, um, during, um, you know, birthing. I thought that was such an incredible visual. So thank you for sharing that with me. And again, thank you for sharing your story. I hope that whoever is listening today can feel a sense of connection and belonging and know that they are so worthy and deserving of asking for help or support. Um, I know that. And um, I know that you're up to some really cool, amazing things. So can you tell us about what you've got coming up? Yeah. Um, a couple of things, actually. There's, um, I'm creating and about to launch a new course called step into your power master your energy master your life and it's it's for women and it's for women whether they're pregnant not pregnant never thinking about having a kid got loads of kids whatever it's just for women okay. and it's about because i believe that whatever we're going through in motherhood it come the core of it is because we're not accepting of who we are as women who mm. we are as individuals in the first place so this is about really stepping into who you are unapologetically and how, you know, I'm an energy junkie. I love how, you know, we're all energy. All our thoughts and emotions and feelings are energy, our whole body's energy. So I'm obsessed with how we are actually more in control of our lives than we realize. Life doesn't happen to us, it happens for us. And so it's a it's a course all about showing you showing you your worth to yourself Mm. and then showing you ways of taking control of your life and really manifesting what you want from it. Um, And that's going to start on the 25th of May and I can give you a link. You can share. Absolutely. Interested in joining up. It's all online. Got people from all over the world and it's going to be just for me. It's about community women coming together and supporting each other. Yes. in in rising up you know yes. in connecting to that and then I've also got um I'm doing a postnatal summit okay. with um with with lots of other kind of um professionals within the postnatal world and that I think starts on the 19th of May but it's okay. got, I'm doing a talk about empowering uh, stepping into motherhood empowered so it's about all those things that we've touched upon you know how to prepare mentally, emotionally, and spiritually for birth and motherhood. Right. And it's, it's for you if you're pregnant and you're okay. just coming into birth, but it's right. also for you if you're a mother and you've gone through it. <clears throat> and so, you're somewhere um, along that journey. Yeah, wherever Amazing. you are. And even yes. if you haven't had a kid yet and you're just preparing, <laughs> watch it. This is the thing. It's, not, it's, not ju- it's for women and understanding that. their path on motherhood. But yeah, like I can give you my website that you can put on. Yeah, I'll put all of that below. So if someone wants to reach Um, out. So my last question for you, I always like to to finish off is knowing all that you know now, what would you tell yourself, you know, first six weeks of uh, motherhood, one or two sentences, what would you want her to know? Oh, the first six weeks of motherhood, I would say um, you're exactly where you need to be. This is happening for, you know, for you to come out of this stronger and um, never be afraid to show how you really feel and ask for help and always treat yourself with love. Yes. Always. Yes. That's what I would say. 
Thank you, thank you. So for those who can't see us yet, um, you have the light, the sunshine coming in. And as you were saying that, and I've been watching it happen this entire time, but this was the first, like, so I've been watching the light show yeah. up on your face. This is the first time your, your eyes actually glistened. You caught the sun in the right spot and they were actually glistening like rays of light. It was the most powerful, most beautiful thing. So thank you, thank you, thank you. Oh, that's so lovely. Thank oh, you. For being here and for sharing and connecting. And I can't wait to have you back. And just thank you so much, love. Yeah, well, thank you. And thanks for opening up these powerful conversations and the amount of lives, women's lives that you must be changing oh. is wonderful. So. Thank you, Congrats thank you. you. Thank you, love. Thank you so much for tuning in to today's episode. I am so grateful. I want to invite you to join our Facebook group, Redefining Motherhood More Than Moms. You can find the link in the show notes below. And if you want to find more information, more resources, and stories, you can subscribe to our weekly More Than Moms journal. I want you to remember that you are doing the best you can with the resources that you have. You are loved, you are worthy, and you are enough. You got this, Mama.